0: Hello and welcome to the 23rd episode of the Facilitator M podcast. My name is Jim Rice, and I'll be your host today. This podcast has been created to host discussions of relevance to GPMs in phase four and five fields. Today, we are blessed to have two guests with us, uh, Dave and Brenda Babcock. Uh, Dave and Brenda have been uh, with GP for years and uh, have a lot of experience that we're going to talk about today. Uh, Welcome, Dave and Brenda, uh, to this podcast, this issue of the podcast. We really are happy to have you guys with us today. Thanks for joining us.
1: Great to be here. Looking forward to it.
0: If you go back to the beginning, uh, what year did you guys move from the U.S. overseas? Me,
1: 1969, and Brenda, 1970.
0: Okay. Okay uh so and and did you immediately start your ministry uh into the uh soviet bloc countries at that point
1: no our first two years really uh was summer and then and and then also the next year we were in turkey and um that's where in my book i write about that of being arrested many times and then being given a five-year sentence in prison For distributing Christian literature and uh, it's it's a longer story but involves really uh, five trials before judges in which the judge then finally uh, said that he they would escort us to the border and kick us out that was at what Uh, six weeks yeah uh, we were yeah six weeks in prison then uh, but given a five-year sentence so that was a big deal yes and so then when I was kicked out of Turkey, because I you know, I had really been looking at the Muslim world at that time, but when I was kicked out of Turkey, then um, we also had a companion work just beginning in the communist countries of Central and Eastern Europe. And so I, the challenge was in the beginning, you know, I mean, when I'm talking, I was 20, 21 years old, <laughs> um, that, that, that companion work, then I said, Hey, you know, that sounds like something I would love to get involved in. So then the Lord led us. And, you know, it's like we, we said a little bit ago, (laughs) God's leading is sometimes quite um, circuitous, you know, (laughs) you, you kind of respond to the Lord's leading. And later, over time, you see the confirmation of that, you know, that the Lord really was in that step.
0: So, as as you were arrested these numerous times in Turkey, Brenda, were you also arrested?
2: Not in Turkey, and at that point we were engaged, so we okay. weren't married, okay. and we were on. We weren't there to romance; we were there to evangelize. So I was on a girls' team, and he was on a boys' team. So. Um,
1: but yeah. then the next year.
2: But then the next year, then he was kicked out of Turkey, and um, and that's when we. Uh, decided to go to the communist world and uh and
1: uh and we probably were, through
2: that year then at, in the well, end we of were, that year
1: we were married yeah but we were both arrested and, oh, and held in in bulgaria yeah and um brenda was with me at the time there
2: uh, we were we traveled always by threes um so there was another guy with us uh, and at that point we were still just engaged
1: so uh but they held us for interrogation for 10 days there and eventually confiscated everything we had and sent, again kicked us out of the country. So by that time, I was we were blacklisted in, Tur- in Bulgaria, but also in, in Turkey. And then later on, uh, a number of years later, then I was arrested and held for interrogation in the Soviet Union and actually in the Ukraine. And so I was blacklisted there. So I was in the end, I was blacklisted in three countries. (laughs)
0: I'll come back and ask you a question about that later, because it really, really doesn't go with all of this other than I'll just go ahead and ask it now. Do you ever have trouble traveling now because of things that happened back then?
1: Sometimes. Tell them about the time you went into Russia.
2: Well, that. You know, when <laughs> this Russia, was
1: later after the communist government fell and everything.
2: Well, I mean, later we were going into Russia, and it was my first with the
1: Wesleyan Church. Yeah, well, with our ministry.
2: And my first—it was my first time of going into Russia, and the only thing I knew about Russia were all the movies where you—you know, you never got out; you always got sent to Siberia or something, you know. So I was quite nervous about going, and uh, we got to the border there and. They looked at my visa and it had Dave's birthday on it. And so they took me off. They wouldn't let him come at all. Took me off and, and held her and for, held hours. Me for two, um, two or more hours. And I thought, oh my word, he has all the contact information. I have nothing with me. If they go ahead and leave, how am I going to get there? You know, so I was going through all of this in my mind. And had, had that happen... Well, that wasn't the first time. That was the second or third. But had it happened the first time, I would have been really,
1: really panicky. panicking. Panicking. You know, I but, one time. But
2: I just thought, oh well, I have lots of stuff to do at home. If they send me home, I'm I'm just fine.
1: <laughs> one time, you know, I, I, uh, uh, one of our supporters said, "You just travel all the time. It sounds like you're always on vacation and holiday." Oh my
0: goodness. And
1: you know, I just. I just kind of looked at that person with kind of a pitying smile. And I said, you know, why don't you come with us sometime and you'll see how much fun it is. <laughs> you know, and I started to tell them about the, the cold train stations and getting, getting stopped and having to go to the toilet out in the, in the woods and. <laughs> You know, it was a different deal.
2: But then uh, back to your original question is that uh, we were not able to have the um, the uh, European uh, missionary retreat in Turkey for Mm -hmm. many years because of Dave or Dennis Wright as the leader there at the beginning. We were both black. They were both blacklisted. So we didn't know if we'd be able to get in and leave the conference, you know, so. yes it it was for a while after
1: after 30 some years i was able to go back into uh okay into uh turkey and then eventually was able to go back into bulgaria and 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 russia as well so it did change but it took a long time okay
2: well can i may i tell a story absolutely because uh dave was supposed to go and speak in bulgaria at some groups and I, they asked if I was. This was to go after along.
1: the fall of the communist government. Yeah. There.
2: This was many years later after we'd been we'd been caught there, and then many years later, and uh, they asked if I wanted to go along, and I thought, oh no, thanks, been there, done that. I didn't get a T-shirt, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, anyway, they talked me into going, and it was very different from the the uh, Bible smuggling days because we were able to actually go to a church. Stay in people's homes, really spend time with them. Yeah. Well, then at the end of that time, at the um, in the church service, normally they ask the men to just give a little t- short testimony, you know. Well, this time they asked each one of us, so we women were supposed to speak also. And I told the the story of being caught there and held and everything, and and uh, just how nice it was that we were able to now spend time with them. And the pastor's wife just stopped us and said, thank you for for smuggling Bibles to our country, because I was a child who got one of those Bibles.
1: Yeah. Wow.
2: And now that makes it worth it.
0: Wow. Yeah. And yeah. that was, uh, that had to be quite rewarding to hear that.
1: Yeah. And yeah. to
0: realize that, yes, people were, lives were changed by, yeah. by the materials that you were able to get in there.
1: No,
2: that's yeah, right. because, you know, we didn't hear any stories back then. No. So. That was it was the Lord's encouraging <laughs> encouragement.
0: That's fantastic. So going back to your earlier days in Soviet bloc, uh, about smuggling Bibles and I'm sure other teaching materials or just Bibles?
1: No, it was uh, a wide range. We yes. used uh, child evangelism fellowship materials. Mm-hmm. We used um, Bible study materials, uh, teaching uh, church and family life, Um, also for pastoral uh, Bible study kind of materials, and then uh, children's Bibles, and then, of course, Bibles. So a wide range of
0: material. And I I know that you guys had a special vehicle at one point that I think you designed, Dave, I worked
1: in, in uh, building smuggling vehicles for 10 years. Yes. And then after that came out of that shop, that still continued on. But then I went into more team uh, leadership and team management um, uh, roles. But yeah, we had, uh, we ran a fleet of between, oh, 12 to 15 um, vehicles of many different sizes and designs. Sure. Uh, anything from propane gas tanks. All the way up to a, a major uh, truck you know with mm-hmm. a truck and trailer that could take many tons of literature right. so it was a wide range of, of of vehicles
0: and and as that was going on did you go in with a vehicle
1: we I did Brenda and I uh, because you know we we've had uh, four children born to us and two adopted so um, when I a- our children were small, I limited what I did uh, in travel quite a bit. I did travel though some, and we traveled even as a family some. Um, uh, But one time I was thinking, Brendan, I I was thinking of this one time when I was, uh, for some reason, I don't even remember now what it was, but for some reason I had to be gone on a trip into one of the communist countries. And I was gone for about two weeks which was longer. Normally I wouldn't go for more than about a week. But for some reason I had to be gone for longer. I got home and I went to the door of our home, opened the door, knocked, you know, and I said, Everybody, normally Brenda would come and give me a big kiss and the kids would come and everything. Brenda reading me at the door and she said, Now they're yours. And she walked out. And she didn't come back for over an hour. And I thought, what have I done? I mean, I thought, wow, this was too much. This was over the top.
0: <laughs> and this kind of gets us into the area that I was really wanted to touch on is is the effects of of this stressful travel uh, as you were smuggling things in, but also the separation and being gone for periods of time while you have a family at home. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to turn from you, Dave, over to, to, to Brenda for just a second and oh. and ask you this, Brenda. So as 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 Dave's gone on these trips and let's particularly focus on this two week trip since that was just brought up, what were the things that caused you the most stress or took most of your, the most of your energy during those times?
1: Well,
2: we probably, I, I'm trying to think of the ages of our children because they came thick and fast. Um, uh, so we probably had five, four or five children at that point. And the youngest being in diapers still, or maybe two
1: in diapers. And, you know, back then we used cloth diapers. We didn't oh, yes. have disposable. Yes. So it was a lot of work. So it was a lot of work just with the children and just normal life. In the beginning, we didn't even have a washing machine. You know. it was Oh, it was oh. a lot of work. So, anyway,
2: you're talking about ancient times, you know. <laughs> but um I think I think the thing was is that we were a team and we felt very supportive of each other. So, when a husband was gone, we wives would I would take somebody else's kids for an afternoon of playing with my kids or or my kids would go to somebody else so I'd have a break or could go shopping or whatever. So I think in the the idea of being a team with like mindedness, um, Mm -hmm. I think that made everything feel normal and that, you know, uh, husbands in the normal world of business travel.
1: One thing, Jim, we realized, I'll jump in just a second and turn it back to Brenda. But we realized when coming to the States is the first time in our adult life where we have not had a team around us. And it is a big difference because our our mission team was not our family, it was our support group, it was our prayer team I mean you know that team was really important for us, and now we feel that
2: well and and fifty years later now, any time we meet up with any of them, they still feel like family yeah you know I mean because we were so bonded um in it all sure. so I think for me um yes, it was stressful. I guess I just kept thinking, you know, people in the business world have stress too. And, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have stress, but I, I think well, the Lord just meets you where, where you need to be. Met. One
1: time, our son, who at the time probably was maybe six or seven years old, he came to me when I'd gotten back from a trip and he looked at me and he said, daddy, mama needs you at home. And, oh, I tell you, that I'll never forget that. Beca- and that just wrenched my heart. And, you know, I did. I really tried to make some changes and realized that when the children were small, I, I just couldn't be away like that. Plus, we
2: the two adopted girls are actually my half sisters. And uh, we were
1: married a year and a half,
2: and they were 12 and four when we got them.
1: And it was a major it, it, for their... years and years yeah my family just fell
2: apart and so
1: uh they were they were struggling and struggled their teenage years were horrendous and so they
2: came with a lot of baggage and and probably if you want stress that's been probably more of the most stressful part of our life
1: i took myself out of leadership for six months because the oldest one in her later teens was selling herself in the back of a car in germany and I went three times to try to get her back and help her. And, but she would just go back. It was, it was just, you know, it it was, I'm the reason I'm telling you this is it it was, that was the toughest struggle. You know, many times in missions my experience is that people will have struggle at different levels. Mm -hmm. Some struggle financially, some struggle with the ministry, but our struggle was, was our, those girls and uh, we didn't struggle financially or other ways Uh, not at least you know we had our struggles but the major struggle was that was that
2: and i i think i always leaned on isaiah 42 3 that says a bruised reed he will not break and a dimly burning wick he will not extinguish and for me that verse meant that god wasn't out to break me he wasn't out to you know sometimes i'd say okay, Lord, I'm awfully bent, or I'm burning very dimly. Don't you see that? And yet, you know, I knew that he's not going to break me, and he's not out to, you know, he, he wants only my good.
0: So in that moment then, Brenda, when you're praying that, where did you see the help come from at that, in those particular moments of like, okay, God, I'm, I'm bent, I'm dim. Where did, where did God, how did God show up and what practical ways did he show up for those prayers?
2: I don't remember any specifics, but I would say maybe he would bring somebody to visit or somebody to encourage or an encouraging phone call or maybe an encouraging letter from someone.
1: But one of the lowest times we had, Jim, was um, when Brenda's grandmother died because she had been the spiritual stalwart in the family because Brenda's family was terribly broken. I mean, with uh, seven children, with five different fathers and a lot of abuse. It was a mess. Well, when her grandmother died, Brenda, it really, it took a long time for Brenda to recover because she went into a tailspin and...
2: Well, I felt like that mantle came onto my shoulders and it
1: was too big. Too big. I I couldn't do it. And at that time, Brenda really she said, "We need to go back to America. I we were I just can't take it." And it was a big struggle. Uh, and at that time, my parents came over and helped us, and were with us for a time. And we just we went off to uh, on a vacation time away, and rested. And uh, you know, the Lord helped Brenda to to um, be restored
2: well and i think to see that it wasn't my duty but it's god's duty (laughs)
1: you
2: know that i didn't have to do it but i have to lean on him and you know do what he has for me
1: to do we've had low times i I, i'm telling you this because my experience in missions is it's not all glory and it's (laughs) not all victory and breakthroughs amen but you have to be able to battle through those tough times Or you throw in the towel and that's it, you know, and you turn around and leave. Uh, But being able to battle through some of those times is a real, is a a big challenge. You know, maybe I should say one of the questions I thought you were going to ask is, is uh, Brenda's call and my call and and how we work that out. And I just thought, you know, I should say that I, I felt really God's call into missions as a as a teenager but but i i i always dreaded
2: that that question at any churches we would visit about my call because right. i didn't feel like i had a call
1: okay my well, call
2: my call was to marry him and right. so whatever the lord gave him to do was for me to do
1: yeah.
2: um and to follow you know and and uh,
1: and i you know one of the struggles that Brenda and I have sometimes with young people in this generation is, is that sense, you know, that the, the uh, the spouses need to be supportive of each other in ministry. And I've so appreciated Brenda's commitment to stand with me in ministry mm-hmm. and uh, in our family. And I tell you, I, I just couldn't do it without her, you know, and but it hasn't been easy because sometimes, Brenda, I think at least twice, she said over the years that we just need to go back. We need to. It's too much. We have to re- go back. So that's when one of
2: you need to have the calling.
1: <laughs> and so I, so I just say you know, I believe be. we should continue on. But that doesn't mean I just ignore Brenda. You no, know, we, then he we, would make provision yeah. and,
2: and we'd make changes that would yeah. make it a little bit better.
1: Yeah. So we're in it together. And, and that is a really, really crucial issue, I think.
0: I'm going to stay with Brenda for just a second here, because I think that this is interesting that that, Dave, you, you felt a, a strong call uh, to what you were doing. And Brenda, not necessarily a call to missions, but a call to be a life partner and helpmate, uh, a partner with Dave and what God was calling him to do. So that is a calling uh, in and of itself. Uh, Did you ever, was there resentment for any lasting season of the work or of being away with you, Brenda?
2: Um. I think some of it, uh, it would be probably be passing sort of thing of resentment, but I don't think any lasting part. And, you know, I mean, this gets into a whole bunch of stuff because sure. I I think um, my family, I was abused from when I was seven till I was 16 and left the family. And so for me, it's kind of convoluted here. I, I grew up in Iowa. And I never thought I would leave Iowa. That was sort of my uh, security security, you know, my security so then um when when I thought of going overseas, I mean that was so beyond me i I, I didn't know how to handle that <laughs> and yet, you know if you say yes to the Lord and give an open open book to work with, then um my being in Europe, I was so far away from my family and abuse they couldn't reach me right and so for me it was a time a time that i felt the lord gave me for healing yeah now at the same time in those years i mean we're talking ancient history you know the early 70s or so Mm -hmm. that in europe there weren't necessarily christian counselors so i I didn't know how to work through some of this stuff. Yeah, no, we didn't really have access to counsel. And so one of Jesus' names is Counselor. Yeah. And so I would just say, okay, Jesus, you have to show me those areas that need working on and make it very clear that I, I can work on it. You know. Yeah. And so <laughs> I believe he did. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's amazing. You're you're right. The '70s, if you go from the '70s to the 2010s, 2020s, oh, quite a difference in availability.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, in, in in locations, but also via the internet.
1: Mm-hmm. I think one of the key passages that we have looked at in this, because we're talking, you know, we've been in prison, we've gone to, you know the smuggling work, all different our family, the two adopted girls, the the abuse issues, all of those things to me, what has meant to me is where it says in 2nd Corinthians 1, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort we ourselves are comforted by God. And to me, you see, I think that's a key principle is that God allows us to go through many of these things, not just an end in itself for us, but but so that we might help others. And I think that's a key, key, really idea. I always talk with young people going into missions. What is God teaching you? Okay. You know, and what are you learning? Because those things will become your textbook that you can use to to lead others to Christ and to teach them to to walk with Him, and that really I think is key. We've seen that both Brent and I, we've seen that.
0: And I think that 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 expands out past the the boundaries of missionaries. I think that's all of of us who are following Christ. The yeah. things that we go through, yeah, <laughs> that that help prepares us for those that come behind us and are experiencing similar or the same things. How, yeah, that's why we...
1: actually we wrote our book, because, you know, the book originally was, was stories we wanted our children and grandchildren to know, yeah. because, you know, as a teaching tool of, of what it means to trust the Lord and walk with the Lord
0: and, and out of the, our
1: own life experience.
0: But. Give us the name of that book.
1: The, the Stones of Remembrance.
0: The Stones of Remembrance. And is that available if if missionaries want to get it? How would they get that? Yeah, sure. They'd have
1: to write
2: us. Uh, We never put it on Amazon or or anything, but some people have said they've found used copies on Amazon.
0: Okay. Okay. So if we we still have copies. So somebody wants that that's listening to this podcast, they would just need to get in touch with you guys.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it'd be best if they had an American address because sending it overseas is. $20 $20 or more.
0: Okay. Okay. And so they could pick it up when they're here on PD or, or something like that. We just okay. have
1: a normal uh, global partners address or email address.
0: Okay. And and at what point in, in your career did you write that book? Um, let's see. Was it?
2: It was towards the end. Uh, so in the last five, maybe.
0: In the last few
1: years before we uh, came back to the States.
0: Okay. And you, you said that really you wrote that for your kids and grandkids to, to get the stories, understand some of the stuff that as you wrote it, uh, and those things came back up again, as you thought of them and went back through them. Are there anything, are there any things in there that stand out as, hey, God, this is huge evidence of God's hand being in what we were doing. This is another place where he protected us. This is the place where he protected us, our marriage. Are those things in there?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. All kinds of answers to prayer and and seeking the Lord. We tried to be open and honest. You know, some missionary biographies are, are kind of glorified. And we put in our struggles. We put in the Good. death of our son. Uh, he died when he was 19. Mm-hmm. And... um We put in some of the struggles. I didn't put in about our two adopted girls because we just didn't think it was appropriate for them. Uh, And, you know, it was too too huge of issues. So we didn't put that. But otherwise, we did. We put a lot of our struggles in there.
0: Wow. What a great discussion with Dave and Brenda today. Uh, So glad that they were here with us. I've got great news, though. This is only the first part. Uh, There will be a second part, uh, another part coming uh, the next time we get back together on the Facilitator M podcast. Be looking for it. We're looking forward to seeing you then. Until then, God bless.